I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called A Mariner's Call. This old Mariner calling out to you. I'll be in the book of Colossians at this particular time, Colossians chapter 1. So we say welcome aboard. Thank you for giving us of your time. And these stations that air our program, all praise the Lord that they allow us to be there, part of the uh, those that broadcast on this station, thank you so much for that. In the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, a little special thought at this particular time as we grow in grace. And I understand most of the people that would listen to these programs are people that know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, are those that are hungry. Uh, for the Word of God, and all oh, you want to have peace in your heart. And for that being true, as far as the Christian life is concerned, it has to do with growth, a growth in grace. Ultimately, God's eternal, I guess, plan for us that we be conformed to the image of His Son. So I want to talk about God's place in your life. God's place in your life. You know, everything has its place. Everything has its place in life. As we'll look at it in reference to the Bible, we think about God's creation has its place, does it not? We think about mankind, man has his place. We think about the home, the place of the husband, the place of the wife, the place of the children. All the problem comes when all of that gets out of place. And my friend, in the land that I live, it's all out of place today. And then we think about uh, the Bible and looking at different things uh, about the Bible, you know. We think about the, the place of the church as we see it in the New Testament, the place of Israel in the Old Testament. Well, I'm just saying everything has a place. So as far as your life is concerned, uh, what place does God have in your life? I've found a good answer here, Colossians chapter 1, what it should be, and I want to challenge you in this particular area. Hey, if you ever like to contact us or get in touch with us, we're as close as the keyboard. That's just that F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That stands for Fishers of Men Ministries International, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Very, very simple website. Uh, let us know that you've peeked around a little bit. Uh, leave us a message. Tell us who you are, maybe what we can do for you. Colossians chapter 1, the last part of verse 18, concerning this one, uh, whom Colossians chapter 1 is all about, and it's our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that in all things he might have the preeminence. Okay, read it again. What? That in all things he might have the preeminence. We see in our text, uh, he's preeminent as far as what? We think about uh, uh, converting power 
In verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, could I not well say of the Lord Jesus Christ, this redemption through his blood and this forgiveness is only through Jesus Christ. He's preeminent in that salvation only in Christ, not only just in redemption, but also in creation. In verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. In all things, he might have the preeminence. Salvation, uh, he's got the preeminent. he's got the preeminence there. In creation, yes, we could go on and on and on. Uh, he, he sustains all things. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. All right. My life, now that I'm a child of God, what does he want? He wants to have that preeminent place. We want to talk about that just for a little while. To be honest, make it, make it practical, make it understandable, you know. Let me take you down to the sea, okay? All right, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Let's illustrate it like Brother Mun would like to illustrate it. He's going to take us down to the seashore and put us on a boat, probably. Uh, you're right. In the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, 9, verse 18, uh, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Now, we know about this salvation. Verse 14 is through his blood. That's how we get forgiveness of sin, uh, through the blood of Christ. What is this being saved? Though what is what, what can we narrow it down to two? In its simplest form, all the way down in verse 27, Colossians 1, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is it? We think about salvation, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. How can I explain what being saved is all about? I have now Christ in in me. Of course, we understand through reading the New Testament, it is within me in the person of the Holy Spirit, you know. Christ in me. I have Christ in me. Christ's place in my life. Art is on the inside. But what place on the inside? Now, if we were to use a ship, let's just use a ship. All right. Christ in me. All right. I'm, I'm the vessel. He's on the, he's on the inside, you know. You know, as people grow in grace, well, what happens? We sort of find out some things about God, and we hear messages on such, and we find out that God's a good God, and that God just sort of daily loads us with benefits. So some people have this thought in mind. Now, I want you to stay with me. Don't, don't, don't get away from me. Some people want God around in their life sort of like a, like a cargo of goods. As far as a ship is concerned, the very important part, the valuable part, the purpose of the building of the ship would be able to carry products. We think about even uh, maybe in a sport way. Uh, we think about the carrying people. Ships carry petroleum, iron ore, vehicles, fruit, meats, woods, <laughs> uh, people, you know. That's the purpose of a ship. And as far as this ship is concerned, it's just full of cargo, you know. And the application that I'm trying to make, many now want God to fill that position. Listen closely now. They want God to be around as a cargo of goods. Now that they're saved, you know, they, they think this, I can get things. Oh, my friend, 
that in all things he might have the preeminence? There's a philosophy today that has circled the globe, how that if you serve God, he'll give you a bunch of things, you know. As far as God is concerned, when we think about him being on the inside, people just begin to think about the goodness of God and all the things that they can have, and they'll take verses of Scripture sometime and twist them. Uh, It's like Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. It said, but my God shall supply all your need. God's in my life as a bunch of supplies, but God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So what we do is we make a bunch of needs, and then we trust God to supply. It doesn't work that way. You need to read the context of Philippians 4 anyway, all right? God wants, what Brother Mon is just saying something like this, God wants to be more to you than just a cargo of goods. Are you listening? I wonder if we would serve God if there was nothing involved in it. What if we had to serve God just as a debtor, as a debtor to him for salvation, would we do so? But as we grow in grace, we grow and we see, well, maybe God's more to us than just a cargo of goods. To some people, you listen to them talk, they want God to be around sort of like a ship. All the goods aboard, yes. But uh, they go a little further. God's around sort of like uh, uh, the crew. As far as the ship is concerned, the very vital, necessary part of the ship. In fact, the ship could not operate without a crew. The little trawlers that I was on when I was young, under 100 foot long, we just had first, second, the third mate, you know, and then there was uh, the captain. And the crew was constantly on call. We needed each other. All right, today, now the thought is something like this. Now that I'm saved, not just around for goods, but the Lord is around to help me when I'm in need. Some people said something like this about uh, Christ. They said, well, what he is, he's sort of my buddy. Christ is my buddy. He's there to help me. And when the load is too heavy, and when the pressures just mount, I can call on my buddy. Maybe it's the problem with my job or my wife or my children. Maybe it's cool. Maybe my health. You can uh, say that as far as the place of Christ in your life, he's there just to help you when you get in trouble. It said here that in all things he might have the preeminence. I think God wants to be more to you than just your buddy. Don't misunderstand what I'm talking about, please. He said, what does he want? Uh, I like verse 18. It said, he's the head of the body of the church, the head. Uh, What's the head? (laughs) If we think about a ship. Oh, I got it, Brother Mon. The captain, that is correct. Hebrews chapter 2 talks about the captain of our salvation. The owner, the authority, the one that I should submit to, to serve and to obey. Total dependence, the captain, you know. That in all things he might have the preeminence. But you know what? Mutiny, you know what mutiny is? Where the crew takes over the ship. You know what I've had people actually to say? You know, I run my own life. Ah, who is at the helm of your life? That in all things he might have the preeminence. You know, most even Christians, so-called, they guide their own life. Who's at the helm? Come on. In all things he might have the preeminence. He wants to be the captain, the preeminent one, superiority in rank, in power, in honor. And, of course, before uh, preeminence, there has to be salvation. That's why he's called the captain of our salvation. 
And what I do is I grow in grace. I learn those things. It's a growth in grace. God's more to me than just a cargo of goods. To think that just God's around just to be good to me and give me things. To think that now that the Lord's aboard, if I have any problems, what I can do is I just call him. He's sort of kind of like a heavenly Santa Claus to bring me what I need. He wants to be more than that. He wants to be the captain. And when he is the captain, and if you submit to him as the captain, you know what you find? All in that captain position, you find a cargo of goods. Yes, when I confess him as my Lord and my Savior, when he has that preeminent place, yeah, then he shows me from time to time those cargo of goods. And then he shows me that he can be that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. What place does he have in your life? I remember one time my father, we had a rough night out in the Gulf of Mexico. My father was the captain of our vessel. And he would come back on the deck and just give orders. This one particular time, hard night. Oh, just a hard night. I worked so hard. I don't know whether it was just extremely rough. The bycatch was just horrible. And I, I forget what it was. But uh, the captain came back, and he looked at me, and he saw how sad I was, <laughs> and, uh, how tired I was. And he said, <clears throat> go up to the pilot house, and you, you, you can steer the boat. You can take us into Anchorage. And he bent down, and he was doing. He began to do what I did. And I went up and sat in the big captain's chair. And what an honor it was to have the breeze blowing through the window into my face. You know, I was sitting in the captain's place. What did I get? Oh, I got a cargo of goods. I got a savior that was meeting my needs. I got that because I honored him as my captain. What place does he have in your life? That in all things, he might have the preeminence. Now until next week, this same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.